0: That better? That's pretty good. Pretty loud. Thank you, Jesus. That's a big difference, isn't it? Thank you, Lord. Hey, God is good. Amen. All the time. All the time. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, a couple announcements. Prayer meeting Sunday, Mom and Ed, 7 o'clock. Youth group tonight, Wednesday. Youth group Sunday, 6 o'clock, right? Our house. Bibles, Bibelos, here, <laughs> anything else, any other corrections? So, youth group, tonight, here, 6 o'clock, amen? Bring your Bibles. Who won the bowling last week? Who was the bowlers? Julia, Grace, they're all winners, how about that? Amen. Amen. Well, I know we raised up a bunch of winners. Huh, honorable They're all winners. Amen. All right, without further ado, it's time to take up an offering. Come on down, Grace. With arms held high, Lord, I give my life. Amen. Father, we thank you and we praise you. Father, we thank you and we praise you. And I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, you would bless this ties and this offering that you're bringing into this house. I pray for your anointing. I pray for your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that is here. Lord God, that is in each one of us to rise up and sing a hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And I pray a hallelujah over this tithes and this offerings and what you're bringing in this place. Lord God, that, Lord, it would be. Lord, it would multiply. Lord God, as you multiply in our lives, Lord God, we give you all the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. No kids' church today. No kids' church today. Keeping you. So do you want to take the kids now then? You want to take Ephraim now? Yeah, I think so. Today is a great day, amen? Today is the day that Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, amen? Today we celebrate our Savior. Every day we should be celebrating our Savior, amen? Amen? If you got your Bibles, open them up to Matthew chapter 21. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read to you up to verse 17. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Beth Page on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and set Jesus on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, let's say it, Hosanna to the Son of David! Let's try it again. Let's, let's, sing, let's say those last three sentences. You ready? Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? All right, we're going to stop. We're going to stand up and do that again. It just felt like the Holy Ghost said to me, Let's all stand up. Let's all stand up. We're going to say Hosanna to the soul. We're going to say it with our heart, with our spirit man, with our belly. Can we do that? With our belly and our spirit man is? Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. You may be seated. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And then Jesus entered the temple area. And he drove out all who were buying and selling there. What did he do? He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. And he said, it is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Did you hear what these children are saying, they asked him? Jesus said, Yes, he replied. Have you ever read from the lips of children and infants, You have ordained praise. And he left them. And he went out to the city of Bethany where he spent the night. I'm telling you, when you get into the presence of Jesus, you can't help but prophesy and sing praises. If the power of God was so strong that when Jesus walked into the temple, the children started praising him and started prophesying amazing, isn't it? It's how strong the power of God is. When I read about the triumphal entry, I can't help to think of the triumphal entry as a parallel to the return of Christ in the last days. I can't help to think of when Jesus stood on top of the Mount of Olives, looking down at the city, on what he was thinking in his mind. What God was thinking. I can only imagine his thoughts. As he was looking down. Knowing what was going to happen. What was going to take place that holy week. If only their eyes were opened. I could hear these thoughts run through my mind thinking of it. If only their hearts were open. If only their hearts were were not calloused if their hearts were opened to what God was going to do for them and for the whole world. I can't help but weep inside just thinking about it. Thinking about Jesus standing on the top of the Mountain of Olives looking down at the city. When you're on top of a mountain, you got a pretty good view, don't you? When you live on top of a mountain and you see the city lights down in the valley at night, and you can see the whole city, I can't help but picture that thought in my mind as Jesus is standing up here on the top of the Mount of Olives and he's looking down upon the city and weeping inside, realizing what is going to take place. And that the people are going to be hardened their hearts. And those that have rejected him. I can't help but to think of it. Knowing that the crowds, the mob, on one day were praising him and singing, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna in the highest in one breath. And not even a week later be shouting, crucify him. can't help but to think about that. I weep. I weep on the inside. (laughs) I do. I about weep thinking about it when I was writing it this morning. Yeah, I wrote this sermon this morning. But I can't help but think about it and weep about it. And I can say, God, in my heart, I pray that that would never be me. That in one breath I'd be praising God and in the next breath I'd be crucifying. But I'm going to tell you, if you get into a mob mentality, you go along with the mob. How could it have been? If Peter could deny him, who Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 8, that he would build his church upon him, and he called him a rock, if Peter could deny the Christ, what would I say? I don't know. A rock is something solid, strong, immovable, everlasting. But yet Peter still denied the Christ. Church, Jesus is coming back. Very much like his triumphal entry. Jesus is coming back. And instead of standing on the top of the Mount of Olives, Jesus has got a higher advantage place now because he's standing at the right hand of God in heaven, looking down upon the whole earth. The four spirits of heaven have gone out. I know, what my, I know my wife knows what the four spirits of heaven are. The four spirits of heaven are, are horses and chariots. They've gone out. And in Zechariah chapter 6, verse 5, it says the four spirits went out from heaven. They went to the north, the south, the east, to the west, and they were horses with chariots. And they brought back a report. I'm telling you, church, the four horses have gone out. They brought the report back to Jesus, who's standing at the right right hand of God, who's looking down upon us at this very moment. Their commander and king. They brought the report back to their commander and king. They're like scouts. I was trained as a scout in the military. My job was to find the enemy, report his strength, and send back its coordinates. That was my job. That was their job, the four horsemen's job. To bring back the report to Jesus, the commander-in-chief, the king of kings and lord of lords. And then Jesus said, okay, now it's time to send out my two witnesses. Just like he sent out the two disciples to go get the, the young colt of a donkey. Isn't there a parallel there? There's a parallel there. He sends out his two witnesses. You can two you can read about them in Revelation chapter eleven. He sends out the two witnesses. Just like the disciples. This time they went to testify of his coming. Well that sounds just like the that just sounds like John, doesn't it, the Baptist. What was he doing? The same thing the two witnesses were doing. They were testifying. See, when Jesus makes his appearance again, he's going to have a forerunner out there. Just like he had a forerunner out there saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here. It is now. There's one whose shoes, whose sandals I am not fit to untie. John went out saying, repent, repent, repent for the kingdom of heaven is nigh. Those two witnesses are doing the same thing. They're telling people to repent before it's too late. They're testifying that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is on his way, church. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. The whole world is going to see him. They're going to be doing miracles, performing miracles. I can hear the two witnesses saying the same thing. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And if anyone tries to harm them, then fire comes from their mouth to devour them. It's only when they have finished their testimony that the beast comes up from the abyss to attack them. He overpowers them. And he thinks he kills them. That sounds like another parallel to me, doesn't it? What do you think happened when Jesus went to the cross and he died? The devil was sitting down there going, hallelujah, I've won. He probably wasn't saying hallelujah. He was probably saying, say, see this, God, I beat your son. He's dead. Then he realized all of a sudden, Jesus come knocking on the door down there in hell. And he said, wait a minute, who are you? Give me those keys. You don't deserve this. Jesus said, I took the keys from hell, from the abyss, from the devil. I kicked his butt and took his keys. Just like the devil thought he beat Jesus, he thought he beat those two witnesses. When he thinks he kills them. But on the third day, on the third day, it says in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 11, it says on the third day, three and a half days, all of a sudden, the breath of God entered into him. Can you imagine that? The breath, can you imagine, I just think of it, look at what happened in Pentecost, when the the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples. And it was like cloven tongues of fire. And they went out speaking in other tongues and prophesying. I can imagine the breath of God just like that pouring down into these two witnesses. I want to see it. (laughs) In church, I believe we're going to see it in our day because Jesus is coming soon. Breath of God comes down from God and it enters into them. And all of a sudden, they stand up on their feet. And the dead become alive. And it says that terror struck all those that saw him, that witnessed it and saw it. I'd be pretty scared too if all of a sudden I saw two men that were laying there dead three and a half days. It said they were laying there dead three and a half days in the great city. It didn't say which city, it said a great city. But they laid there for three and a half days in a great city. And all the kings of the nations walked by them gloating. All the people of the earth walked by them saying, I can hear him say, I can hear him kicking them. You weren't nothing. You weren't nothing. That a, this guy over here, this guy over here performing miracles to beat you. The beast. Who deceives many. He's trying. He thinks he's beat them. And I bet you when people see that. They get deceived. Because this beast. Has power. But his power is only to kill you. And destroy you. To deceive you. And to lie to you. To tell you that you're not a winner. And I'm telling you all. Three of you. Four of you. Five of you. Six of you. Everybody's a winner. You're a winner if you're in Christ Jesus. Amen. All of a sudden they stand up on their feet. And terror strikes them, it says in the Bible. It says those who saw him were struck with terror. Then a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. Can you wait? Can't wait to hear that, can you? A loud voice from heaven, come up here. And they went up to heaven while their enemies looked on. I can still picture Jesus' face in my mind looking down from the right hand of God. I can still think of the parallel again of seeing Jesus weeping again. Saying, Lord, again. They've hardened their hearts. They've blinded their eyes. Why can't they just believe your word? Why can't they see the miracles You've performed in their lives where you've led them, where you covered them and you protected them all the days of their life. Why do they still harden their hearts? God, they just fuse to believe. They refuse to believe the Bible, they refuse to believe your very word. God, your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Why do they think that they still have time? Why do they think they still have time? Why do they think they can put off salvation until the very end? Church, we're running out of time here on this earth. We're running out of time to get it right. We have to get it right. We have to get right with God. We have to before it's too late. It'll be too late when Jesus comes back. It'll be too late. If you don't have it right before you see Jesus on the cloud, it's too late. You'll be left behind. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Jesus is going to enter his temple. He's going to turn the tables. You know what the Bible says is the temple? The Bible says that we are now the temple of God. Jesus is going to enter your heart. He sees your heart. And he's either going to say, well done. Or he's going to turn the table on you. On the inside of your heart. If your heart's not right, we have to get it right. You know what Jesus said too in the triumphal entry that I thought was amazing? He said that my temple, and we talked about this just today or yesterday, he said my temple would be called a house of prayer. Think about that if you're the temple of God. Are you a house of prayer? Are you filling that house with prayer? Are you praying without ceasing? Our temple should be called a house of prayer instead of a den of robbers. Amen? Amen. But we've made it a den of robbers. We've made it a den of robbers by not filling it with prayer. We've neglected our house, his temple. By not reading his word, by not praying, we've neglected the house. I've failed God in my own life many times every day. God is saying, it's time, it's time. It's time, it's time. It's time to get right with God. It's time to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's time to make ready His bride. It's time to fill this temple with prayer. His return is imminent. He's knocking on the door. His horse is ready. The saddle's on. The bridle's on. Jesus is looking down. He's ready. To once again make a triumphal entry. He's ready to once again make a triumphal entry. And there's nothing can stop him. There is absolutely nothing that can stop Jesus. That can stop God. We think we're so smart. We think that we have all the time in the world. We think that these events are man-made. And that they're made up in the Bible. We think it's climate change. And that if we don't address it, then we, are, then we only have 12 years left to live. Now it's more like 11 years, 7 months. Since she's made that statement. No church. It's not climate change. It's prophecy being fulfilled. It's It's the beginning of birth pains. It's the beginning of the return of Christ. If you don't believe me. Read it. It's in Matthew chapter 24. God himself, Jesus himself, tells you all about the end days. These are all signs of the end of the age as we know it. It's the end of life as we know it. But it's the beginning of the new millennium with Christ that we got to look forward to, praise God. I don't know, maybe AOC was speaking prophetically. Maybe we have only 12 years left. I don't know. But 12 years will go by in the blink of an eye. It'll go by so fast. 12 years is nothing. But that's not the point. If it's 12 years, 20 years, or 100 years, we're still closer to now than the end times than ever before. And we should be ready. And we should be getting ready every day. Just like the good gardener I told you about last week who kept up the the mansion for his landlord who was going to come back. And his landlord was in a long time coming. But he did his work every day and he made it look beautiful every day because he expected the landlord to come every day. That's how we need to be. We need to be proactive in our walk with Christ. We need to be proactive in our prayer life, in our in the word. And we need to be ready. Church, we need to be ready. We need to prepare our hearts, just like that video. Prepare our hearts. We need to engage our hearts. We need to seek the Lord. God is raising up a remnant church in the end days that will stand strong. God is calling a remnant people in these last days That are going to seek him. That are holy, steadfast, sure, and immovable. That will stand for him. And when we do that, he will stand with us. It's his promise. So it's time, church, to get off the fence. And get in the game. It's time that we make a 100% decision to follow him. Amen? We don't have a lot of time left. And eternity is forever. Eternity is forever. God's coming back. Are we ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for God to come back? Can you say without a shadow of a doubt in your heart of hearts that you're ready? That you're ready for Jesus to return today. If you're not ready, I I pray that you get down here and get ready. That we would just all get on our knees And get ready. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Almost 2,000 years ago, he made his triumphal entry. Almost 2,000 years ago. <clears throat> Jesus is going to do it again. And there's nothing that can stop him. Nothing can stop him. It's been prophesied, it's been written, it's going to happen. <clears throat> Amen? It is going to happen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand up and I'll close with prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Can you guys just repeat after me? Do you mind? If you could just repeat after me. We're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. Father, I pray that, Lord, you would make our hearts ready. That, Lord, that we would just receive you With open eyes, open ears, open heart, open spirit, with our whole being, Lord. That we'd be ready for your coming. Lord, remove from us all of our sins. Cast them as far as the east is to the west. Lord, I pray that this temple be clean. That That we would fill it, Lord, with prayer. That we'd have a hunger and a thirst thirst. for your righteousness, for your presence, for your your glory glory. to show show all around us like it's shown around Moses. That, Lord, you'd call us up to Mount Sinai. And that we'd go the whole way with you. To sit in your presence. And I pray that nothing that the devil could stop me. That he'd have nothing that could stop me. We rebuke him. In Jesus' name, for he is defeated. And we cast him out of our lives today and forevermore. And everybody said, Amen. 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 While you're there standing in prayer, I'll pray the blessing over you and we'll dismiss it. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you'd bless your people today. Lord, I pray that anything that I've said that's not of you would fall away, but anything that is of you, Lord God, let it speak through our hearts and fill us in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless us and keep us. Keep us hungry for you, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that your face would shine upon us. Lord God, and that you'd be gracious to us. That, Lord, you would turn your face toward us. And that, Lord, you would give us peace on all sides. And I just pray this. I just pray this over this day and over your people in Jesus' name. Amen. If anybody would like prayer, I'd be glad to pray for them. Amen. Sure. We're going to pray for Bill D'Arpino. Amen. Let's do this, church, if we can, before everybody is dismissed. Let's all gather together in a circle and hold hands. Amen.